For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to my speaking podcast. We are joined by one of the greats at the Jersey Shore, Eddie Testa, and promoter from Big Road Productions, Jesse Warren. What's up, guys? Welcome back. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good afternoon, Bill. How are you? All right. Good to see you, Jesse. Good to see you, Eddie. So, Eddie, let's jump right in. The Eddie Testa band is just killing it on stage at the Jersey Shore. I, uh, you, you were somehow gracious enough to let me get up there and not only introduce you, but sing a few bars. And um, I don't know how well that worked out at uh, our last bar, bar A uh, foray, but uh, good stuff, fun stuff. Yeah. I think when you sing, it raises more money. <laughs> That's because people feel sorry. They're like, oh, my God, give this guy some bucks. He's get him out of here. <laughs> or or they, they say, put this to, put this on the side for some singing lessons for you and the band. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let, let's jump into that. I was talking about this earlier, and I think, you know, people know you as uh, – you know, Eddie Tested with the Eddie Tested band. I don't know how many people uh, in the this newer generation of Jersey Shore goers and younger families that uh, you are the original Eddie and the Cruisers. And this movie comes out. You were out there opening. That was the name of your band. But um, but the movie went in a different direction. Tell me uh, tell me what happened. Well, the the movie. You know, there's a lot of discrepancies in time and dates uh, back then because we were around since like 77, 76. And uh, so the, a, lot of, a lot of things are in discrepancy. Yes, we could claim, take the, the name Eddie and the Cruisers and say it was our, our name, but the guy says he wrote the book and this date and we say we were here at that date. So, you know, what what are you gonna do? I mean, like it, it was a curse and and a and a gift at the same time, you know. So, there we yes we could take the claim that we were the first band Eddie Eddie and the Cruisers. And but, and you won in court to be able to use the name even after the movie came out in New Jersey, right? Only, yeah, only in Ocean and Monmouth County because that's where we were registered at the time. No kidding. So, now, do you yeah. still use it in Ocean and Monmouth County or no? No, I don't use Eddie and the Cruisers anymore. Uh, I haven't used that since like 92, 93. So. so what was it like? You were performing with John Cafferty and, uh, you know, and these other guys who, who went on to really have some huge success during that time. The movie comes out. Uh, what was it like just on an emotional level to know that you were a huge part of it and, and one of the big inspirations for the movie? Well, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the things that happened in the movie itself, I never read the book, but in the movie itself were mirrored a lot of the things that we had done because we were opening, doing opening acts for a lot of those bands back then. You know, we, we only did original music back then. I never was in a cover band back early in my career. But um, 
a lot of the stuff mirrored a lot of the things that we did, like playing at uh, Tony Mart's in Ocean City and playing at, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the colleges, the Fairleigh Dickinson. So a lot of the things that happened in a movie are so ironic to what our life was like back then. Yeah. Uh, and being an opening for these guys. So it it was like, it was, listen, man, uh, I'm happy to just play music and be where I'm at. I mean, listen, we all want to grab the brass ring and be the stars and take the jets and have the cars, right? But, it, you know, it doesn't always work for everybody. And, and just be grateful for what you got when you, so let, when you Let's get. go back to the start of your career. You start out, you're a freehold guy. Right. right? There's, there's another guy from Freehold, Bruce Springsteen. I don't know him. I don't, I don't think I know him. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you guys were playing around the same time. And, and what, what, would you, what, what do you think happened? I mean, you've got, this, you've got this incredible talent, voice, writing skills. You're a singer-songwriter. And, and all of a sudden, somebody spots Bruce. Bruce gets picked, goes into the stratosphere. And it's like, oh, sorry, guys. We don't have room for the next guy. Well, Bruce had already been there. He's already here, already had his, his spot. Because by the time we came around, you got to remember, he's, he's older than me. Not by much, but by eight years is a lot. So yeah. he, he is, uh, you know, he was already there. We were emulating to be that. Just like every band emulates somebody that, they're, that they love, the Beatles, whoever it is, uh, you know, wh- wh- and, and any genre, any time. But um, we were trying to get to that plateau, um, you know, with the South Sides and the Brutes and the, you know, whoever else was around, La Bamba and the Hubcats at the time. So and John Eddie, you know, things like that. We were trying to get on the on the on the train with the rest of them, not ride their coattails because a lot of us were doing our own thing. But a lot of us sounded like that because we were Asbury bands. But, um, you know, the like. You know, Glenn Burtnick, I mean, what a, what a fantastic writer and performer. Bobby Bandier, I mean, these guys, you know, I grew up, uh, like, watching them and learning from them and them taking us under their wing. Uh, Richie LaBama from LaBama and the Hubcats, who was also the horn section for Southside. I mean, these guys were just, you know, monumental in the things that I was learning and the people I was meeting. So... When Bruce was around, yeah, he's a free old guy. I'm a free old guy. Well, you know, I, I could, like I said before to you one day, I said, hey, you know, hey, I'm for free old too. Like everybody forgot about me, but they didn't because they still come out and see the band. They still come and listen to my original music. They listen to my cover band. They 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 do everything. So I really have a lot of great support in the in the music world of people that come out to see the band. And, it's and, always packed when you play. I mean, there's no, there's no question about that. Wherever you're playing, Bar A, Stone Pony, I mean, people pack in. I, you're, you're a great entertainer, no doubt about it. Tell me about the experience of just living that life as an entertainer, especially when you were younger, when you were just starting out, um, what it was like to, uh, to open for these bands, what the treatment was like as far as uh, how tough it was and how little money there was when you started. Well, there's never been money in in the cover band and the, the opening bands and the original bands, there's not money there. If you're not, if you're not doing it for the love of music and the love of performing, well, that's not the business for you because there's so many letdowns 
there's so many doors that close that you have to reopen, revisit yourself, revisit people to try to get people to play with you. You know, there, there's a whole big thing that goes on behind the scenes people don't see. They just see the band show up. But there's turmoil. There's, uh, there's sadness. There's happiness. It's a mixture of emotions every time. So uh, in the early days, I, I had, you know, written songs that weren't great songs, but they were great to me. And they were great to the people we were playing with. You know, I would never put myself in a in a in a, uh, a songwriter category like a Bruce Springsteen. I mean, he is Bruce Springsteen because of what he does and what he writes. And listen to, you know, he's just he's a, he's he's just great. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great songwriters out there, but he has the whole package as far as I'm concerned. He writes, he performs. I mean, you know, it's just the whole thing around him. Um, and that's that that is due to him. It's not due to anything else. He calls the shots. He does what he wants. And a lot of times in my career, when when you're young, a lot of people are calling the shots for you. So you you say, well, I'm 19 years old. This guy says, I'm going to get you an audition for Sony Records. You say, OK, three years later, you're still sitting in the basement trying to get a, a record deal and you're still writing and you're still. And nobody's nobody's critiquing you. Nobody's telling you that we can bring you to another level. So those early days, you have to learn from the guys you see. And that's what I tried to do. And Gary U.S. Bonds, when I got hooked up with Gary and we started being his band and doing shows with him and here and there, Gary was a mentor to me. And Gary took us under his wing and he showed us this is how you play live. These are the, this is the way you got to do a show. So we, I learned those things from him, from him and all the other guys that I was opening for and trying to get on board with. And, you know, and like I said, you know, the Glenn Burnicks, the John Eddies, the Bobby Bandieras, uh, the Cats on a Smooth Service. Like if, if I heard that Bruce went and played with a band, I went and made sure I went and saw that band. I didn't go to see the band because obviously they were great, but I came to see what they were doing. That was expecting Bruce Springsteen to come and play with them. You know what I'm saying? Actually, that's a it's a cool it's a great tip for guys coming up. Let, let's talk about that for me. What first of all, what's your uh, what would you say is one of your best experiences from being on the road, from uh, being on stage? What's one of the most satisfying things? Best thing that's happened besides meeting you. <laughs> That's a great thing. I let you, Steve Trevelis from the you know station, um, meeting. I met a lot of my heroes because through Gary Bonds, we started doing a lot of oldies. I don't call them oldies acts because if you're still out there playing, you ain't old. So, right. But all the acts that I used to grow up with, the 60s, 70s, and Gary would bring us along and we maybe, maybe we'd back them up. Maybe we'd play a show with them. But, oh, my God, you know. I, the reason why I'm not a bitter person is because I got to be around all this and I'm still around it. Yeah. I've been playing music. And you're still writing, Eddie, you're still writing songs. I, I, I understand I inspired a song that you wrote. Yeah, that's right. Write the wrong. Write the wrong. I love it. I heard it. You sent it to me. Yeah, I, write the wrong. The Bill Spadia song. That, that's, so, that's the name of it. 
What what inspired it? What got you to write it? It was good. It was great. The performance is great. The lyrics are cool. It's a cool song. Because because you you because you're on fire all the time, and I am on fire all the time. I always have. I don't get political. I don't get um, one way or the other. I'm very neutral. You know, I always say to my every my friends say, "What do you think?" And I say, "I'm Switzerland," because. I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. I don't want to give anybody my opinion or take away their opinions or their right to talk. But in when I listen to you on the radio in the morning and you touch on all these different subjects and you have people that argue with you and you actually listen to them without without shutting them off, that inspires me to say, this guy's got something special and he's got a voice. But he also lets everybody else voice their opinion. And then on the on the subject, the gun control, what I wrote in the song, you know, about people being equal and, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's uh, the politicians. Some are some are great. And some are crooked. I mean, that's life. Yeah. I mean, I just tried to write. I tried to put in a three minute song, things that I thought were important that you had touched on at different levels of conversation, not with me, but with with your listeners well it was a real so that was the inspiration i was really i was really honored and uh you know and the the respect is right back at you eddie i it's one of, one of the reasons i wanted to talk about this is i know you're not only not a bitter guy but you're an inspiration to a lot of young people out there people that are like hey you never give up you do what you do sometimes you, you, you get the spark and boom, you're right. There's the jets and the cars and all that. Uh, but that's just the dress. That's just the, uh, there are perks in, in every line of work. It's really about the hard work. I, how many stories you hear about, uh, you know, politicians talking about their parents and, you know, they, they hold their moms and dads up on these uh, pedestals and like, you know, dad was a sheet metal worker, mom was a waitress, right? It's not about being famous, being wealthy. It's about, hard work, commitment, and loyalty, strength, and and being a a good person and a good citizen. And I think one of the things I wanted to touch on in our last few minutes is you started something about, um, I'm going to get the name wrong, is it uh, Musicians for Jersey? Jersey Artists for Mankind. Jersey Artists for Humanity, that's it. Tell me about that. Jersey Artists for Mankind. Jersey artists for mankind. I love it. What what inspired that? Well, at the time, there was a lot of things going on with um, uh, uh, what was that? Um, the big concert they did for the food drive and uh, it's actually, Live Aid. Live Aid. Yeah. Live Aid. I think it's 30, 36 or thirty seven years this this month yeah. or something. Right? It's amazing, um, right? We are getting old, Eddie. You're on stage, you're not. Let me tell you. Every once in a while, I feel old. When you make a reference, it's almost 40 years old. Holy crap. So I was I wanted to bring it to a local level at that time and do something for the local food banks and stuff. And I just wanted to use the bands that were hot at the time, you know, have the John Eddies, the Nines, the NRG, you know, different people from different bands on this on this record. And then I brought it to Lee at the Stone Pony, and Lee just ran with it. And next thing you know, it became this this big thing with Southside on it, and uh, Frankie Valley and Frankie Bruce Valley. and uh, <laughs> Clarence and Max and Gary Talent, and it just went out of my hands. Yeah. And uh, it got to it got bigger than what I what I had anticipated. We did get to use some of the people in the local area, 
but it, it was really meant to be just get a singer from each band and come in and sing a, sing a line and we do a local release. We do something, uh, we do a couple concerts. We, uh, we raised some money for the food, Monmouth Ocean County food banks, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. And but it blew up into this, yeah. yeah. And it blew up to this big, huge thing. And, um, we started, you know, we did shows out in New York. We did shows at the pony. We did, you know, it was, it was just a crazy time. So, but, um, but you're talking about bringing it back and, and Jesse, I'll bring you in on this, uh, you know, promoter Jesse from big road productions. Uh, Jesse, you and I have talked about what we can do to bring this back and, and reinvigorate that, uh, that, cause we've done this with the big man's bash. Now I think there's a real opportunity to do something, you know, some kind of an end of summer thing. I hopefully we can pull it off this year. The, the, the release date for this conversation is, July 28th. So we're running out of time. We got about six weeks from this recording to the end of the summer. Um, but I would love to to help you promote this. I think it's such a great idea to bring this back. And one of the things uh, we talked about, Eddie, was you know helping the local artists. Like there are a lot of young artists that have tried to make a living with this and just got crushed with the lockdowns in the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah. And, um well, they did try to do some kind of musicians fund. We did something through the pony. Um, Jesse would know uh, who, who did that at, at the time and who's responsible for that. And they're supposed to send money to some of the uh, artists. So uh, I'm sure that's going to help whoever was on that list. Uh, Jesse, you remember? Yeah, it was Senator Vincapel. What was his name? Senator Vincapel. Senator Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think we can expand on that idea and uh, and get these bands back together and, and let's talk about a venue and, and making it happen. I it's a brilliant idea and it, you know the the time is coming. I think we can help more than one charity and more than one group of people. And I think if we can do it, let's uh, let's try to pull it off by Labor Day. Absolutely. You know, you know, here in Jersey, we take care of our own. Right. Right. What were we going to say, Eddie? And. Uh, well, that back in in '86 uh, or '87, Gary Bond started a thing, uh, you know, take care of our own uh, uh, thing, and uh, I'd like to keep that continued on, you know, with him too. So maybe Gary would want to get involved a little bit with this. So that would be fun. Great, I love it. Well, I'm all in, and uh, we'll talk about a venue. We'll talk about what bands, and then um, what to charge, what charities we'll bring in. I, I think there's a great opportunity, and I know that between this recording and the release uh, of this conversation on July 28th, we'll uh, we'll have set some things in motion. So I'll make sure that that all gets promoted at nj1015.com/slash/billspadia. And uh, Eddie, you're always welcome back, man. I you uh, you are an inspiration. You you give it literally give it everything at every performance. I've never seen you perform in all the times that I've watched you um, and had the honor of sharing the stage for a few minutes where you were just not absolutely killing it. And and the re response from the crowd, there are a lot of guys in your position that, that phone it in when you get to a certain point. Never seen you do it. It's 100% every time. It's awesome. I just have to tell you, at my age, I'm just happy that God gave gave me the will to do it and have have the energy to do it right now. And I'm sure you feel the same way, man. Let, yeah. let, you know, we keep it going until until they tell us we can't. 
Till they tell me I can't. That's right. Well, Eddie, great, great to see you. Jesse, uh, real quick, you want to plug, what are the next dates coming up after the 28th of July? Do you know? All right. Jesse's audio went out, so I'm going to post it at nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Guys, thanks for joining me. Jesse, great to see you, Eddie. Always a pleasure. I'm going to see you on stage very, very soon. You take care. All right. thanks, for thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate that all the time. Oh, you, know you know I love you, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Right back at you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.